What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Formula One officially announced this week that they're adding a race in Las Vegas, Nevada. That gives the United States three races in total, alongside Austin, Texas, and Miami, Florida. So for today's episode, I break down the details, including what the track will look like, the financials behind the decision, and how Liberty Media's $4.4 billion bet on racing is finally paying off. I hope you enjoy this deep dive as much as I did putting it together. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is a 24-7 personalized fitness wearable that's here to help you improve your recovery, sleep, fitness, and health. It's the one tech product that I wear 24-7. Here's how it works. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, respiratory rate, and heart rate variability. Your score lets you know how to approach your day, whether you should push yourself during your workout or activity, or if you should skip the gym and take a rest day. You wear your Whoop on your wrist, bicep, or now within one of their new smart clothing garments called Whoop Body. The band connects with an app on your phone, and it automatically measures your heart rate, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. The band also automatically detects and classifies your workouts, so there's never an issue in forgetting to press go on a run anymore. You can then analyze your activity levels in the app. There's also a ton of coaching features within it like Strain Coach, which gives you target workout exertion goals tailored to your body's recovery level for that day. Those goals change over the course of the day, depending on how active you've been. That coaching is where Whoop really shines. Whether you're interested in how CBD or alcohol impacts your sleep and recovery, or you're just wondering how long of a run you should go on, Whoop is there to provide you with personalized data to make sure you're aware of the impact these decisions have on your body. And Whoop is now offering 15% off their new Whoop 4.0 right now with the code Joe at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P dot com and enter Joe, J-O-E, at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is 8Sleep. 8Sleep has dramatically improved my daily performance. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer and nature's best medicine. Consistent good sleep can help reduce the likelihood of serious health issues. Yet still more than 30% of Americans struggle with sleep and temperature is one of the main causes of poor sleep. For me, I was never able to get a good sleep because I was always too hot. But now, I'm falling asleep in record time, faster than I have ever before, all thanks to my 8Sleep Pod Pro Cover. The Pod Pro Cover by 8Sleep is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. It pairs dynamic cooling and heating with biometric tracking. You can add the cover to any mattress and start sleeping as cool as 55 degrees Fahrenheit or as hot as 110 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperature of the cover will adjust each side of the bed based on your sleep stages, biometrics, and bedroom temperature, reacting intelligently to create the optimal sleeping environment. The result? Eight sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. The Pod Pro covered by Eight Sleep is so popular that it has garnered attention from CEOs, high performers such as Olympic gold medalist Red Gerard, and top CrossFit athletes, including the 2021 fittest man on earth, Justin Medoras, and UFC heavyweight champion, Francis Ngannou. They're all powered by 8Sleep to make the most of their workouts and recovery. Remember, good sleep is the ultimate game changer. So go to 8sleep.com Joe to check out the Pod Pro cover and save $150 at checkout. 8Sleep ships to the USA, Canada, and the UK. Next up is FTX. I'm sure you've heard of them by now, whether it's because of their partnerships with the Miami Heat, Golden State Warriors, the MLB, or Formula One. Whatever it may be, it's obvious that FTX is dominating the crypto conversation in sports. 
FTX US is a safe, regulated way to buy Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Plus, you can trade crypto with up to 85% lower fees than any other exchange on the market. You can even buy NFTs on the FTX app from top ETH and Solana collections without getting hit with fees. Simply put, FTX gets it, and they want to make crypto exposure accessible, easy, and secure. Download the FTX app on your smartphone today and use code JOEPOMP, J-O-E-P-O-M-P, for a discount on trading fees and start building your portfolio in less than three minutes. It's literally that easy. All right, let's get into this episode. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Formula One has officially announced that they are adding a race in Las Vegas, Nevada, starting in 2023 that runs along the famous Las Vegas Strip. This will be F1's third race in the United States, more than any other country globally, and it represents a significant step in their long-term growth plan, considering the U.S. hosted zero races from 2007 to 2012. The three races will be in Austin, Texas, Miami, Florida, and now Las Vegas, Nevada. It's initially a three-year deal between Las Vegas and Formula One, but CEO and President Stefano Domenicilla says the intention is to stay a lot longer than that. This is an incredible moment for Formula One that demonstrates the huge appeal and growth of our sport with a third race in the U.S. Las Vegas is a destination known around the world for its excitement, hospitality, thrills, and of course, the famous Strip. There is no better place for Formula One to race than in the global entertainment capital of the world, and we cannot wait to be here next year. Now, the street circuit is scheduled to start at 10 p.m. local time in Las Vegas, so it will hit all four time zones in the U.S., but it will be an early morning start, 6 to 7 a.m., for those in the U.K., France, and Italy. And since Formula One has no desire to compete with the NFL on Sundays, it will be the first Grand Prix held on a Saturday in nearly 40 years. The Vegas track is a 3.8-mile street circuit with 14 corners, three straights, two DRS zones, and a top speed of 212 miles per hour. Drivers will race past iconic venues like Caesars Palace, the Bellagio Fountain, and Mandalay Bay, with the strip being used as a 1.2-mile straight. That's nearly twice as long as the main straights in Monza, Mexico, and Abu Dhabi. This announcement represents a significant step for Formula One globally. When Liberty Media acquired the business back in 2016 for $4.4 billion, its revenue model was a mess. Bernie Eccleston had built the sport into a global phenomenon. Nearly 100 million people were watching every race. But the organization was severely under-monetized on a per-fan basis relative to other major American sports leagues like the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. I mean, Just listen to this quote from F1 CEO Bernie Eccleston when he was asked in 2017 about engaging a younger fan base. He said, young kids will see the Rolex brand, but are they going to go and buy one? They can't afford it. Or our other sponsor, UBS? These kids don't care about banking. They haven't got enough money to be in the bloody banks anyway. That's what I think. I don't know why people want to get the so-called younger generation. Why do they want to do that? Is it to sell them something? Most of these kids haven't got any money. I'd rather get to the 70-year-old guy who's got plenty of cash. So there's no point trying to reach these kids because they won't buy any of the products here. And if marketers are aiming at this audience, they maybe they should advertise with Disney. I'm not interested in tweeting, Facebook, or whatever this nonsense is. I tried to find out, but in any case, I'm too old fashioned. I couldn't see any value in it. So Liberty Media dismissed Bernie Ecclestein shortly after taking over the sport, and they've worked diligently to transform the business. They created custom advertising plans for individual partners helping them appropriately monetize their inventory on a per-unit basis. 
they launch an over-the-top streaming platform called F1 TV. They set up an esports series that saw 80% of its audience come in at less than 35 years old. They reduced the performance gap between teams by altering the rules, and they relaxed league-wide social media rules, enabling teams and drivers freedom to engage with their fans online. The result? Formula One saw a 99% increase in engagements. And if you compare that to other major sports leagues, like the UFC at 48%, the PJ Tour at 14%, the NBA at 4%, the MLS at 3%, the NFL, they lost 10% of their engagements. MLB, they were down 32%. But considering Formula One's mission is to expand geographically into the United States, a $20 trillion plus GDP country that is six to seven times larger than any European economy, their most significant partnership most certainly was with Netflix. The documentary-style show, F1, Drive to Survive, premiered in 2019, and nearly every sports league globally is jealous of the outcome. It gave fans a never-before-seen glimpse into the paddock and the inner workings of the World Championship Series, revealing dramatic rivalries and friendships that traditional broadcasts fail to capitalize on. And the results of that? They've been fantastic as well. Formula One made significant digital gains in 2020, with social media engagement soaring 99% year-over-year to 810 million. Formula One is the fastest growing major sports property across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitch, and other Chinese social media platforms, with total followers of 3% to 35 million. Over 75% of Formula One's audience in 2020 came from those aged between 16 years old and 35 years old, a key demographic for broadcasting and advertising partners. The average age of a Formula One fan has actually dropped from 36 years old in 2017 to just 32 years old today. That's better than Major League Baseball at 57, the NFL at 50 years old, the NHL at 49 years old, and the NBA at 42 years old. My point is that the digital approach being deployed by Liberty Media continues to produce impressive results, and the United States has quickly become Formula One's fastest growing market. The first race of the 2022 Formula One season in Bahrain averaged 1.3 million viewers on ESPN. That's up 40% year over year and made it the most viewed F1 race on cable television in more than 25 years. But here's the crazy part. The second race of the season in Saudi Arabia averaged 1.45 million viewers and shattered the 25-year-old F1 cable viewership record in America just one week after it was initially broken. Even crazier, the United States GP in Austin, Texas last year had over 400,000 people in attendance. That made it the most attended race weekend in Formula One history. And don't forget, Formula One has been around for 70 years. Now that's insane. So with attendance and viewership continue to increase in the United States, Formula One decided it was time to double down on its expansion plan. They signed a 10-year deal to hold a second U.S. Grand Prix in Miami, Florida, and have now added a third on the Las Vegas Strip less than a year later. Some people will point to the three-year agreement and say that Formula One just wants to test out the concept. But I think the most significant part of this deal is the fact that Formula One is acting as the promoter of the event. Formula One is traditionally a very asset-light business, for those who don't already know. They own the IP, of course, but they don't own any of the tracks and rarely take responsibility for selling tickets and arranging hospitality. Instead, they sell the rights to operate a race to an entity that pays them between $10 million to $90 million annually, depending on the location, and they let them handle all of the logistics. But again, Formula One is the operator for this event, so maybe they bring in partners to ensure that everything goes smoothly in categories where they lack expertise. But in my mind, this is huge. And one last thing, in case you still don't believe me when I say that Formula One's media plan is working, just look at the stock price. Even after dropping over 50% during the pandemic, Formula One stock is still up over 60% in the last year and 
over the last five plus years. Again, we'll see how far this goes. I've said from the very beginning that content is king. And when something catches on in America, you can throw all your revenue projections out the window. This is a sports crazed country and Formula One is currently on center stage. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.